Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solution creator and professional mess maker. And today I want to talk to you about how to use play to explore subjects, build skills, and learn new ideas or expand knowledge. If you have been listening to my podcast for any length of time, and I hope you have been and will continue to do so, you know that play is the center of every tip, tool, idea, activity that I share. And the reason for that is play is the way that children learn, engage, and build new skills the most naturally. Play and exploration is the way that children explore the world around them. They also use questions once they are able to, to deepen their exploration of the world around them. And I am going to give you some fun ways to support you in doing this as you get kids engaged in exploration, creativity, and fun learning. We're going to talk today about how you can practice subjects like science and math and reading and spelling and science and history and even geography if you are working with older kids. So what kinds of play can you engage kids in that will support them in learning a new idea and practicing one or many subjects? That's what we're going to get into. But before we do that, I do want to let you know that you can participate in the episode by sending me text-based questions about things that we talk about. You can also send me your questions through my Creative Classroom, which is completely private and confidential, and I will answer any and all questions that I get. And through the Creative Classroom, I can do that as soon as I receive your questions, because that is an immediate response system. So let's get started. How can play build skills as we practice subjects and explore themes and ideas? We're going to talk about four different ways that we can use play to do this. The first one is experiments. I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of time outside as a kid. And this meant that we had to find our own resources to entertain ourselves. 
because a lot of times we couldn't bring indoor toys outdoors. And so this led to a lot of concoction making and creating experiments. Experiments allow us to figure out or explore how things work. You can figure out how different forms of transportation work, what makes a car go, what makes a plane or a helicopter fly, what makes a train chug along and stay on its tracks. How does it know when it has to turn or stay in a straight line so it doesn't go off its tracks? What keeps a boat afloat? Even though it has all kinds of heavy equipment or objects inside of it. These are great experiments to get kids excited about learning through transportation. You can talk about the kinds of transportation. This builds language and it expands kids' knowledge base. And again, with the examples that I just gave, you can set up experiments to understand what makes each of these forms of transportation the same and or different. You can then expand the learning by offering loose parts and figuring out how these forms of transportation are constructed. Can you make your own boat? Will it float? Can you make your own plane? Will it fly? Can you make your own car? Will it drive? So you can explore a child's specific favorite kind of transportation and then set up experiments around it. Again, if you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, you know that gardening and plants is one of my favorite topics to reference. And gardening itself is a great long-term project because it encourages kids to ask questions and, again, understand how nature works. How does nature spur plants to grow? And how does nature cause a seed to turn into a plant and that plant to turn into food? What is needed? What resources do plants need to make this happen? So those are some experiments that you can set up to engage kids in learning about how things work. And when they do these kinds of things, they're engaging eye-hand coordination, gross motor skills. They're engaging their critical thinking. They're using their communication 
and they're building their vocabulary. There is so much learning and skill building going on as kids get engrossed in just having fun. So that takes us to the second form of play. The second form of play is one of my all-time favorites. And when I was teaching in the classroom, before I started working with people privately and one-on-one, this area was my favorite area to set up in every classroom that I had. And that area is dramatic play. Kids can explore every idea that they have through a dramatic play experience. So if kids have an interest in learning about food and cooking, you can set up a restaurant or a chef station or a garden or all kinds of dramatic play experiences that are centered around food. And within those experiences, again, kids are gonna practice communication, they're going to practice their writing. If they're pretending to be a waiter or a waitress, they're going to take people's orders. And depending on their age, this might mean making scribbles that represent certain words to them. But as they get older, they can actually practice writing their words or even drawing pictures that represent foods that people want them to serve. And then you offer manipulatives like play food or real food and utensils and encourage kids to create recipes, which in itself practices writing and eye-hand coordination and number and letter recognition. But it also practices math. If you engage kids in actual creating of recipes, they have to practice measurements. They have to practice pouring ingredients, maybe cutting ingredients. They have to know their numbers to know what temperature their food has to be cooked at. They have to be able to read a clock to know how long to set the timer so their food can cook. So setting up dramatic play experiences is a great way for kids to engage skills and practice subjects. Another favorite dramatic play experience of mine is construction. Construction allows you to explore so many different concepts from math to cities to structures themselves. And when you get into cities, you get into geography and languages and all kinds of other learning that is centered around that construction dramatic play experience. And you can offer all kinds of tools and materials and objects for kids to incorporate into their structures. They have to learn What materials go together? What holds bricks in place so that they don't fall? What are bricks made of? Why are bricks so heavy 
but lumber is not as heavy. How long do our pieces of lumber need to be if we want our building to be this tall? What is our building going to be used for? How big does it need to be? These are questions which I always encourage you to include in every activity that you create because that creates conversa conversation and expands learning and curiosity. But in that example that I just gave, you're also practicing math and cooperation and gross motor skills as you move materials around and put them into place. You're also engaging creativity and writing skills as you encourage kids to first create blueprints for the structure that they want to create. So those are just a few ways that you can use dramatic play to get kids excited about exploring and engaging in an idea as you practice skills and get them to learn around subjects. So the third area of play that I wanted to cover is hands-on activities. Now hands-on activities can be tailored to a subject such as math, science, art, language, geography, on and on and on. Or you can use hands-on activities to explore themes, themes like animals, cooking, bugs, um, sea life. Sea life and under the sea and the beach is something we're going to explore in the month of June. And there is so much learning that you can set up through hands-on activities that engage subjects through themes. And if you want more of these kinds of activities, I'm going to link to my Invitations to Play program in the comments section and the description of this episode so that you can check that out. You can also check it out by going to thecreativecampusonline.com and clicking on Invitations to Play. Hands-on activities get kids to engage in their learning experience. So I referenced Under the Sea. It's one of my favorite things to explore with kids because basically it gives me an opportunity and an excuse to bring sand and water indoors. And yes, I know that makes a lot of people apprehensive but I was always known as the messy teacher when I was in the classroom. I let the kids get messy because messes can be cleaned up. You can't rewind a missed learning opportunity. So let them play. Messes can be cleaned. So I like to create beaches indoors by offering kids sand and water and giving them things like sponges and actual seashells, actual pieces of coral, and 
encouraging them to explore these objects. Where do these objects come from? What are they? Where do they live? How do they move? And I actually ask these questions and I get them to give me their ideas and we explore these ideas together. And they have a lot of fun with it. And art projects are another great version of hands-on activities because you can get kids to sculpt, paint, draw, do all kinds of creative creation using different forms. And that builds eye-hand coordination, engages their creativity, it allows them to express their emotions and their ideas. And then they have a really great keepsake at the end of it. So again, I will link to the invitations program and I have a year's worth of themes that you can engage that gives you 30 days of activities across many subjects that gets kids to learn and build skills as they participate in each of the activities. Learning about the beach or the sea or lake life is a great way to get into the fourth area of play that I like to offer kids to learn and build skills because that fourth area is gross motor activities. And gross motor activities are great for exploring the ocean and ocean life or the beach and the different forms of life you can find in different waterways because then you can engage kids in things like obstacle courses and activities like Move Like A, which is an activity I created years ago um, based on a children's song I had heard that gives kids instructions about how to move their bodies to act like a specific animal. And it's a gross motor activity that kids absolutely love. They have a blast with it. And you can actually turn it into a thinking game as well as a moving game by giving them clues as to what animal you want them to move like. You can also engage kids in scavenger hunts, which is something I love to do with kids. It gets them moving. It gets them thinking. It gets them practicing skills. And they have to think about objects that they are looking for tied to a subject. And it engages different kinds of skills as they search for these objects. They have to think about the clues that they're given and how they can get from where they are to where the clue is telling them to go to find the object that they're looking for. Gross motor activities come in many, many forms. Gardening is a great gross motor activity because you can get kids engaged in all kinds of heavy work 
chores as they learn responsibility to tend a garden and care for the plants that they are planting and growing and then later harvesting. So I want to give you some support as you engage in this concept of how play builds skills and subject learning. So I want to encourage you to explore tools with kids. Offer them loose parts. Offer them actual tools. Set out manipulatives like clay and water and sand and hammers and nails and boards and pipe cleaners and all kinds of construction materials. That can also be used for robotics and mechanics. And then build conversations that encourage kids to engage in activities that will help them learn more about a specific theme. Loose parts are great for exploring and creating robots and robotics. Loose parts are perfect for learning about transportation and creating your own forms of transportation. Loose parts can also be great for exploring themes like the beach or the ocean. And you can recycle themes and practice skills from different angles by using and offering different kinds of loose parts. So each time, even though the activity might be familiar, the experience will be new because the objects that they are working with are different. Did you know that science builds creativity as kids engage in experimental play? So if you set up experiments for kids, you are engaging their creativity. You're engaging their curiosity because they want to know what's going to happen. So science offers a great doorway to build excitement around learning and building new skills. As I mentioned earlier, questions also spark excitement and build creativity and engagement as you practice skills through science learning and, yes, even math practice and building teamwork and expanding kids' uh, language, and practicing and building up their listening skills. 
These sound like really boring things, and usually they are when presented by themselves to children. But when you approach them first by asking questions that spark curiosity and engage kids' desire to know more, you make these subjects and skills and themes exciting. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Allow kids to ask questions. Encourage them to ask questions. Encourage them to create conversations and come up with their own ideas. The whole idea of learning and building skills through play is to encourage kids to explore and learn, not just memorize information. So as we round out this episode, I want to give you a challenge. And your challenge is this. How can you use play to explore an idea or build a skill set? What kind of an activity can you set up? Can you set up experiments, dramatic play experiences, hands-on activities, gross motor experiences? How will you go about exploring an idea or building a skill set? You can leave me a comment here through the comments of the episode. You can leave me a comment through the Creative Classroom, or you can find me on other social media and leave me your creative activity ideas. I love to learn from you guys as much as I hope you love learning from me. So I want to thank you for joining me this week. I hope you will join me again next week when we have another fun, exciting learning topic. And I will talk to you again soon.